מגיל הדף כ"ב, day and night are energies, not times. And in the Gemara today we have an interesting example of how different Rishonim approach things a little bit differently and in the process to get some, uh, some important insight into the idea of day and night and where their energy comes from. The, the Gemara asks Minah and Emili, where do we know from that mitzvahs that have to be done during the daytime may be done from Alot HaShachar, from dawn, even though uh, in the time right after dawn things still look very dark, there's no indication that it's light yet. Nevertheless, technically those mitzvot can already be done from dawn. Omar Rava, so Rava teaches us, the Omar Krovei Krayalokim Laor Yom. We learn it from the very first, uh, from the very first parsha of the Torah, where it says that Hashem called the light day, and the Gemara says Rava says that doesn't mean that he just created a synonym. Instead of calling it light, he called it day. Rather, it means Lameir Uvakara Oyom, that Laor, that force of lightening up, that which caused the horizon, the eastern horizon, to become light. That process of, of lightening up the world, he called daytime. And therefore, it starts from the beginning of that process, which is dawn. El Ameata asks the Gemara, but in that case, if you carry on and read the second part of the, part of the verse, it says, And he called darkness night. And once again, we would have to understand that to mean not that he gave a synonym and called dark and night the same gave two words for the same idea, but rather, then we would have to understand that, that for the process of it getting dark, he called that process night. He called the, the lightening up day and darkening night. Uh, and in that case, that would seem to imply uh, that from the beginning of the darkening process, which is shkia, sunset, it's already night. And we've established that until the stars are out, it's proper nightfall, it isn't yet night. So you can't read this verse the same way in the second part as you're suggesting it should be read in the first part. And therefore, the uh, Gemara brings uh, El Amar Rabbi Zera. we must rather use Rabbi Zera's approach, Mehacha, who learns it from here. Uh, and he brings a, a pasuk in Nehemiah. When Nehemiah is talking about the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem after they came back from the exile of Babylon, and he says, We were busy with the work. Half of the people were holding spears. From dawn until nightfall. So you see from there uh, that, that it, it must be, the, the daytime is measured from dawn to nightfall, not from sunrise to sunset. And furthermore, it says in the very next verse, The night was a time for work and the day was a time for, um, for, for guarding and for protection. And maybe you'll think that really day is measured from sunrise to sunset. And the fact that Nehemiah says they started working at dawn and they finished at nightfall, they just stretched their working hours a bit, but perhaps that's not really the definition of day and night. Tashma said that it brings the second verse to say, We worked in the day. 
So that period in which we worked from dawn until nightfall was called day. From there we see that the, the true halachic period of daytime starts at dawn and ends at nightfall. Now, of course, we have certain chumrot. We take certain things um, more severely because we're not 100% sure of everything. And so there are things that we don't really do until sunrise, even though technically we could do them from dawn. And there are things that we don't do until nightfall, even though te- and, and, and there are things that we worry about even from sunset, even though it's technically night already. For, for example, the coming in of Shabbat, when do we bring Shabbat in? Shabbat in we use the more severe view. We assume the day ends at sunset, and from that time already the next day starts. But when Shabbat goes out on, on Motzei Shabbat on Saturday night, we use the later time. We keep Shabbat going until nightfall, not sunset. Be that is may, without getting too technically involved in the, in the time, is what we're really looking at is technically, halakhically, when does the day start, when does the day end, and we prove from here it starts at dawn, it ends at night at nightfall. So Tulsford asks the question, says it's all very well, we've proved um, this, and we've just, uh, just to give you the background again, we've spoken about Tulsford very often, um, Tosfot is called Tosfot, it means the addition, and it's addition on Rashi. Tosfot was started by Rashi's own family, uh, Rashi's uh, grandchildren, the, the Rabbi Nutam and the Rashbam and the Rivam were the, were the early Bale Tosfot. They were the first Bale Tosfot, really. And then their nephew, the Ri, was, the, the, was a great Bale Tosfot. The Rabbi Nutam and the Ri were towering figures of the Tosfotist period. And they didn't just do another interpretation of the Gemara. Rashi gave a clear interpretation of the Gomorrah. And the way Rashi reads the Gomorrah is our, that's our standard text. That's where we start from. We read the Gomorrah according to Rashi. Um, then Tosfot comes and takes that text, the Gomorrah, as Rashi reads it, and analyzes it and questions it and compares it to parallel texts in other parts of the, of the Talmud. Um, and so the Tosfot is considered the addition, the second layer, the added layer. After you've learned Gemara and Rashi, this is the added layer, the layer of Tosfot. And Tosfot says, we've proved very clearly from these Psukim in Nehemiah that, that the daytime starts at dawn and ends at nightfall. Why then does the Gemara in Brachot, right at the very beginning of Brachot, you might remember at the very beginning of the Dafyomi cycle, we're going back a couple of years already, um, but there the Gemara wanted to bring a proof also as to when dawn is and when nightfall is. And it brought these verses, but it said, Even though you can't really prove anything from, from the Chemia, because he's just reporting, he's just telling the story of what happened. It's not really a halachic directive. And nevertheless, it's a hint, it's mentioned, and we can get some idea from that. So the Gemorian Brachot is reluctant to use the verses from Nehemiah as a source for determining exactly when the day starts and when the, the, the day ends, whereas our Gemara seems to be comfortable doing that. No, says Tosfot, if you look at the two sections, the two sugyot of Gemara, if you look at Brachot and you look at our Gemara here in Megillah, they might look the same, but they're not the same. You've got to look at the context. And the context in Brachot is we're looking at when we can say Kriyat Shema. We're not looking at the astronomical timing of day and night. We're looking at from when can we say Kriyat Shema. And for that, we need to determine when do people go to sleep? When is Zman Shechiva? And for that, to determine when Zman Shechiva is when the time for, for going to sleep is, we can't really use the verses from Nehemiah because they don't talk about people going to sleep. It just talks about the working day. 
And therefore, we might get an inkling from there that that's when the day finishes, and that's probably when people go to sleep. But you can't really prove it from there. However, Algamor is not talking about Kriyachma. It's not talking about Zman Shechiva, the time for going to sleep. Algamor is talking about the time that morning starts and evening ends. It's the actual moments of daytime that Algamor is trying to establish. And that's how Tosfot and Rashi and others learn the Gemara, that what we're trying to establish is when does the day start, when does the day end? But if we look at Rebav Rominahar, we see a slightly different approach. Now, Rebav Rominahar is, is, is so fascinating. He's a, um, also from that school of the Tosfotists, but um, towards the end of it, the late uh, 12th, 13th century, early 14th century already, he was in Provence. Um, and we haven't had him. He, he, he wasn't, we, we had him, only references to him, interestingly enough, in Masech de Kiddushin, We've got on the side of the page the Tosfot Ri Hazaken. Uh, there's a there's a printed Tosfot on the side of the of the Masech of Kiddushin, which is it is entitled the Tosfot of Ri the Elder, and that we've discovered is not the Tosfot of Ri the Elder at all. It's really Rabbeinu Avraham Minahar. Uh, so we only had little bits of Rabbeinu Avraham Minahar, such as that part of of Kiddushin, um, until the 1960s, when a, a Rav Blau devoted his life to uncovering manuscripts that we had never had access to before. Uh, Rav Blau, we used to learn in the, in the Mir Yeshiva in, in Europe, and he was part of the group that was saved by uh, traveling across to uh, Japan and then to Shanghai, saw the war out in Shanghai and then came to the United States and lived in New York, <coughs> where he was a Rav, but he also did amazing work on, on manuscripts. Uh, he had access to manuscripts in the Vatican, and he found and discovered these manuscripts of four or five Masechtas of Rabbeinu Avrom in Ahar. He had already found others, but he now found uh, on, on, on these four or five Masechtas, including Megillah, he found these manuscripts, which we didn't have before, and it's quite exciting to be able to learn a Rishon, which people didn't know about until recently. Rabbeinu Avrom in Ahar is very original. He sees things differently from the way we normally do. And here's an example where he says this conversation in the Gemara is not a discussion as to where the source is for the fact that day starts at dawn. The source is, as Rava says, from those first words in the Torah, verses in the Torah, Hashem called that daytime, the light, daytime, and the darkness he called night. And that, says Rabbi Avraham and Ahar, is not just looking for a proof in the Torah. What we're looking at is the real cause what initiates daytime what is daytime that first verse tells us daytime is the energy of light and nighttime is the energy of darkness they're two different energies and rover doesn't change his mind rover doesn't come off that and and even when we bring rabbi zera in and he says the we've got these psukim in the chemia explains rabbi romi nahar it's not that those psukim now become our source it's that those psukim are able to be used to avoid misreading the verses in Breshit that Rava quoted. Because as the Gemara itself asked, you could read the, the, the verse in Breshit in different ways. So Rabbi Zeira brings, or the Gemara brings Rabbi Zeira as an indication as to how to read those verses in the beginning of Breshit. But they remain the real source. Now, why is that so important? Who cares really where it comes from? Is it the one case or it's the other? Why is the Gemara giving so much time and space to this? And what is Rabbeinu Avraham Inahar really teaching us? 
And the Rabbeinu Avromi Nahari is saying that what we're looking at when we bring a verse from the Torah, it's not just a technical proof. It's not just something to give support to, to, to what we're thinking or believing. When we bring a proof from the Torah, the Torah is telling us philosophically what the essence is of the thing. We're not just looking at what time does day start. We're looking at what is the initiator of day. What is the power? What is the force that makes day what it is? And that is light. There are times, and so we see that what's important to appreciate is day and night are not just two times of the, in, the, in the calendar or two times on your watch. Day and night are different energies in which to do different things. We had recently in the Gemara where Avigail asked David HaMelech a Shaila about Tarat HaMishpachai. She had a question and David HaMelech says, you know surely that these questions you ask in the daytime, not in the nighttime. And it's not only because it, what she was asking was a matter about discerning between subtle color differences. Uh, that, wasn't really, what, that wasn't the whole issue and for that you need, you need light. There's also an issue that there's certain things, for example, making um, decisions in a court of law. We don't make those decisions at night. We wait until the daytime, until the final decision is made. We can analyze in the night. We can debate in the night. But the decisions are made in the daytime. As people will often say, sleep on it. Sleep on it doesn't just mean you're tired and, and, and have a sleep before you make a decision. It's also the clarity with which we make decisions in the daytime is different from the sometime some confusion of the nighttime. In the nighttime, we have fears, we're concerned. Uh, things aren't as clear, things aren't as straightforward as they are in the daytime. And so the daytime has the energy of or, the energy of clarity, the energy of visibility. That's what, what daytime is, and we need to use it for clarity. The nighttime is different, and we might wonder, so why does Hashem give us night? If, if daytime is for clarity, don't we need clarity all the time? No. Sometimes we need imagination. Sometimes we need to be able to fantasize. Sometimes we need to be able to envision. And that's easier to do in the nighttime where things aren't so bright and clear. When you want clear thinking, do it in the daytime with clear light. When you want to fantasize and meditate and reflect and think, make the lights dim. Do that in the nighttime. It's a better time to, to do that. And we'll see it in our shir tomorrow, that the, the importance of imagination and, and how to use imagination in halakha but for now, it's just so interesting to see these two different approaches. Um, so according to Tosfot, we, the, the difference between brachot and here is a matter of context. According to Rabbi Avrom and Aha, there's no difference. We're actually discussing when the day starts and when the night starts. But what's important is to understand we're not bringing proofs from Nehemia. You can't bring a proof from Nehemia. Tosfot is right. We're only using Nehemia to help us understand the real source of the whole issue, which is Vayikraya Lokim Laor, Yom, this power of light, and don't forget the sun wasn't yet created. This energy of light, of clarity, is called Yom. And the energy of Choshech, of mystery and darkness, Kara Laila, that's called Laila. And that's what we mean when we use those two words, Yom and Laila.